0: Praise the Lord. So today, and uh, um, we're going to use the service and the next several Sundays uh, as the Lord leads to prepare uh, everyone for Africa Rise. You know, in the Olympics, before the Olympics starts, they have that that, uh, flame that they carry and they run all around. And it's kind of, it's not the Olympics, but it's a sign that Olympics is coming. That him who has ear to hear something is coming. (laughs) Smells. Smell something, Africa, arise. So uh, we're, we're preparing and, and we're grateful. I was in Burundi last week. Uh, me and, and Sammy went on a special mission. And um, we really thank God. He gave us a tremendous time. We just uh, Today we'll just be using the, the service to prepare our hearts and go back to the things that the Lord has spoken to us. And uh, we're going to live different from the way that, that we came in. So, uh, let me just start by talking about vision. Uh, Vision is important. The Bible says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Vision is the difference between perishing and not perishing. So everybody needs vision. Uh, Periodically, we haven't had it for a while, but periodically, uh, COVID really messed up our scheduling, but we have a program called VIP, Vision Impartation Program, where we explain the vision of the church to people, so that you can understand that not just uh, that you're coming to church, but you also understand the vision and understand the reason that you come to, to this, this church. So usually, uh, um, it is our custom that in the season of Africa Rise, we try to prepare the congregation for the conference and uh, try to explain the reasons, the reasons uh, for it. Uh, So vision is necessary because it comes, it's the difference between perishing and perishing. When you have a vision, you have answers for everything that you do. If you don't have vision, anything goes. And anything can be right. And you can be easily blown here and there by the wind. Okay? So vision is important. Amen? Number two, I want to make this also clear, that true vision only comes from God. And I say that very confidently because it's only God who can see the future and know the future and come back and tell the future. That's what God does. So as people, the best we can do, we call it vision many times, but what it really is is hopes or wishes or maybe, maybe goals, inshallah. Hmm? Uh, because ultimately To see clearly about the things of tomorrow is impossible from where we sit, but from where God sits, He can see and He can show and He can reveal, amen? Amen. So number one, vision is important. Number two, vision only comes from God, but number three, God is big. And sometimes when God shows you things, it might, like people who have really had a conversation with God, they might be a little bit crazy because God's He says, "My, my ways? Are not your ways and my thoughts are not your thoughts in fact he says as high as the heavens are from the earth so high are my ways from your ways so so if God is truly going to show you something it might it might be make you a little bit crazy won't be crazy to God but to people maybe you look crazy because people don't live over there people live right here God has been there, and God shows, shows things. Amen? Uh, so, so uh, I want to take some time to just kind of lay out uh, the vision, the story uh, once again, and we'll start building this so that we know like what Africa Arise is responding to, why we have Africa Arise, and why, uh, why it's important for such a time as this. Amen? Now for many years, Abba had had seen it, or seen that thing that God had showed him. Uh, I think he saw this before anyone, and the Lord had spoken to him, redeeming nations in righteousness, which is also the vision of our church. How the nation and the nations, even the continent at large, will be redeemed in righteousness. It was the picture from the future. It's not the picture of the present, is it? No, this does not come from the present. Something, God just showed him a picture and he just moved with that. And for many years, I would hear him saying this and see what he was doing. It was, it was, I was always very you know, blessed and supportive, no problem. But um, I always thought that this is Abba's vision and then my vision is over here, right? And you do your thing, hallelujah, God bless you. What a, it was a blessing to have a father with a vision. Thank you very much. Now go do my 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 thing, cause my thing was pretty cool as well. Come on, somebody, huh? we're doing things for the Lord. Hmm? I was a youth pastor in the U.S. in uh, uh, in Washington D.C. Pastor Humphrey, some of you might know him. He was my pastor. I served him for about five years, and we had uh, a youth ministry there called the Joel Generation Army, A.K.A. J.G.A. You understand? greatest revival in the history of the world. And so, you know, I was busy, I was, uh, I was working there, and then uh, it was a period of about a two-week, within a two-week period, uh, I began to hear a lot of messages and words from different people prophetic, prophetically declaring what God had prepared for Ethiopia. A picture of Ethiopia. And now if you grew up in Ethiopian in church, this is normal, this is normal Sunday service combined with Elilta and uh, Shib and the prophecy for Ethiopia. That constitutes a good Ethiopian service. And everybody said, uh, otherwise God is not in the room if we don't have, you know. So um, uh, so you know you kind of hear this quite a bit this one this time however it was different because in the space of these two weeks i heard message not from ethiopian prophets but from other countries from korea pastor david yangi Cho was declaring that then you know he, he's kind of known for spiritually mapping where the next move of god is you know and he's saying he, he was just saying i see ethiopia is next and i said okay that's not from ethiopia that's for from korea That's far away, that's pretty cool. And then I heard Cindy Jacobs from America, Ethiopia, even I remember she specifically said, if you're Ethiopian, go back home and buy land. I was like, this woman, are you serious, that land? And then there was uh, Teresa Wairimu from Kenya and Kenyans should not be prophesying for Ethiopia because of our long distance running testimonies. (laughs) Yeah? But she started to declare the same thing, like God is going to visit this nation. And Chuck Pierce again, you know, another prophecy, and saying, you know, something about Ethiopia. And I began to hear all this, all in the space of two weeks. Back then we did not have internet, I'm showing my age now. I heard these because people be slipping me audio cassette tapes. Do you remember that? There was such a thing, you know, there's this little box-like thing, and then it has little spools. And, And sometimes, you know, you remember, and then if the thing breaks, you put a pencil in there. Come on, somebody. <laughs> so, you know, if I, if the technology was available, like you just download these. There was no downloading. There was no... Uh, we used to write write letters. Remember, writing a uh, lick and post. Put, put a tape in there. So there was a, a time when we used to live like that. Not too long ago. And so, uh, so it was really uh, a bit of a blessing on one side, but it was a bit... Confusing for me, because what these people are talking about Ethiopia is up here, and what the Ethiopia I know, as an Ethiopian, is about right down here. And I was saying these people maybe made a mistake, but the coincidence was just really bothering me. You know, how could you? I mean, and then how could all these people be saying the, saying the same thing, saying the same, the same things? And I began to pray. I remember I was in my office late one night. I was praying. Just this thing was really bothering me. And um, the Lord, while I was praying, I'll never forget it. He led me to two scriptures in the book of Amos. Amos chapter 8. Amos chapter 8 and verse 8. It says, Will not the land tremble for this and all who live in it mourn? The whole land will rise like the Nile. It will be stirred up and then sink like the river of Egypt. This is the Nile. Stirred up, sink like the river of Egypt. And I had in that Bible that I had at that time, it, had, it was a study Bible. It had some notes at the bottom. Uh, and the notes of uh, Amos eight, 8 it, it said, because of the heavy seasonal rains, in Ethiopia the Nile River in Egypt rises and falls accordingly sometimes as high as 25 feet and uh, immediately I'm, I'm thinking you know uh, that means no rain in Ethiopia no Nile in Egypt huh? so the rain on Ethiopia is critical for the the life of Egypt I hmm. mean I was saying that, I said, man, that's kind of cool. And then I started to think, you know, a river is a sign of life. Eh? And Egypt is symbolic of the world. And, and, and Ethiopia, uh, both in the natural and the spiritual, it's always Ethiopia, it doesn't change. Eh? But you know, something about a, a rain of a blessing, rain is always symbolic of blessing, some kind of a blessing falling to create a river that blesses the world, is it true? And I started getting excited by myself. I said, my goodness, look at that. And I never really knew the full impact of that and then I kept on reading and then I saw it again. Next chapter 9, uh, Amos 9.5, it says, The Lord, the Lord Almighty who touches the earth and it melts and all who live in it mourn, the whole land rises like the Nile, Uh there it is again, and sinks like the river in Egypt. Study notes, because of the heavy seasonal rains in Ethiopia, the Nile River rises and falls. And I just thought, my goodness, could this be something? You know, the Lord, how he, how he gives you revelation. He gives you just a little piece. Then you move. Then he opens it up a little bit more. Then you move. And so I'm going to give you like the latest version of, of what, what this stuff kind of looks like right about, right about now. This is vision 2.0. For Africa, arise 2.0. For the glory of God, 2.0. I was so excited you know I just really sensed the presence of God like something happened that could bless the world in short from this place not possible but when you're in the spirit it's good to talk with God you know instead of drinking alcohol to escape you should just spend some time with God you're welcome so I called Abba immediately and I said Abba I think I saw something. I think I'm sensing something. And I told him all this story. And I, th- I, think, I think it's time to move to Ethiopia. And Abba said, no, now is not the time. But but no, now is not the time. And so now is not the time. Now is the, there's this big thing bubbling up inside of me. Something, something, something. And, but no, now is not the time. Uh, within the next six months, I can't remember the day exactly, but I had a dream. Sometimes dreams come from too much kutfo. Sometimes dreams come from God. All right? And I believe I was able to tell the difference through my supernatural accurate discernment. Mm? In my dream, uh, I was, I was uh, preaching in a congregation in Ethiopia, a big congregation, and I remember I was telling everybody. Um, to stretch now, stretch your hands over the whole nation and begin to bless the nation, prophesy over the nation. And I knew it was a a dream from the Lord because I was speaking 100% fluent, accurate Amarinya. For those of you who don't know, this Amarinya that I have right now, it's a supernatural Amarinya. And it comes on me just for Sunday morning preaching, Amarinya service, and then it lives. Just like the power of God came on Samson for deliverance, that's how my Amarinya is. The, the, my saratinya at, uh, at home, they, they laugh at me because of my funny Amarinya. And the traffic police too. So in my Amarinya, I was telling everybody to praise and prophesy. And I told them, uh, and now That means don't prophesy what you are wishing for, but prophesy what actually will happen. And everyone began to go into all the corners. They start to prophesy. The Spirit of God starts stirring. I knew it was from God because that Amarinya was not my own. Okay? And then I began to fly through the roof, hallelujah, Superman. And I was flying over the the nation like that, looking down on the nation from up, looking down. And when I was looking down, I just saw like all the rivers of Ethiopia. And I saw the mothers going to get water, but blessing the water blessing the river and then and then I woke up and I told Abba uh, I saw this thing uh, again and I told him again and Abba said I think now is the time and we began to prepare and we moved uh, with um, my family and with Saleh soon we came and we started uh, and the vision has been the same since we started we started with Ton and Tigger's house just saying the same things we're saying now we don't understand it fully but something about to happen Something glorious is in the future that's bigger than what we've ever experienced in the past. What it is, how it is, I don't know, but here we are. Right? And the vision has not really changed much outside of that. Something is coming, we are here not to do something great, but to watch something great. Uh, Because if God says, And you remember, I saw this in two different forms. Remember what Joseph and Pharaoh, they had the conversation and Joseph interpreted the dreams because Pharaoh had two dreams. And and Joseph told Pharaoh, God has told you this dream or this message in two forms because God has firmly decided that this is what will happen and he will surely do it and i don't know if i could be so bold so sometimes good to to be bold sometimes i believe i saw this thing in two forms because god has surely decided that this uh, is what he is going to do and he will surely do it now i know that since we came uh, we've seen anything but that (laughs) Uh, in fact when we first uh, landed and when we first started it was the the season of the glorious Um, That famous and glorious election. We were so excited about the election because we thought that election was our answer to prayer and answer to everything that God has said. And we found out very quickly uh, that it was not. (laughs) Um, And we've been through a very difficult time in this season. All, All of us are very aware, in fact, We're in a season of thanksgiving for what God has pulled us out of. The nation could have gone a very different way. Amen? And it's funny like when the peace agreement is signed, like all of the fighting and all of the posting you all were doing, arguing, taking sides, even at church, it's funny when everything is peace, like we forget everything. Isn't that funny? Uh, um, that's not because your argument was better than the other, your opponent or the opponent's argument was better than yours. It's just like God comes down and shut everybody up. God's justice is different from man's justice. Uh, when God is finished dealing with you, there's no sides left to be taken but God's. Hmm? Hallelujah. Anyway, that's another message. But I'm just saying we've been through a very difficult season. All right, it almost seems like maybe God forgot about us. But there's always, if God has spoken the path, he won't tell you how he's going to get there. I'm sure the first time when God told Abraham, you're going to be the father of many nations, he was very excited. Are you serious? I'm 75 years old, I'm going to have a baby, hallelujah. But 25 years later of no baby and no hope for a baby, you get a little bit distraught. Hmm? God brought the children of Israel out of Egypt with a promise to go into and possess a land flowing with milk and honey, right? And they said, hallelujah, let's go. It was like a glorious visitation. They walked through the Red Sea as if it was on dry land. And they came not to the promised land, but to a wilderness and to no food and to no water. And desert, desert, even with water and food is not pleasant. Uh, but, But... It doesn't change, the condition doesn't change what God said. And of all the people, there was only two that says, no matter how bad it looks, God is still God. And God is gonna finish what he says because he cannot, by his very nature, he cannot say something and not fulfill. And that people was called Caleb and Joshua and Pastor Z. Amen. And I'm here to declare in the spirit of Caleb and Joshua. I know it's been difficult. I know it looks uh, economy and gas price and politics and unresolved issues, tensions are still in the air. There's worry about security for tomorrow. There's worried about enemies from within and without and from every side. But God is still God. And God is still true to his word. And if the Lord be pleased with us, he will give us this land. He will fulfill everything that he said. He didn't say how he would fulfill it, and he doesn't need to, but we know that he will fulfill it somehow, some way. And so Africa Rise is kind of a response to that. And uh, we stumbled into it. We started uh, Beza 2006, January, officially. Beza, for those who don't know, it means redemption. And and it's a, a picture of what we envision for the continent. Hmm? A redeemed continent, and a continent redeemed in righteousness. Somehow, some way, by the power, by the power of God. I say all that to say is that uh, uh, say all that to say that if see if our calling was just to preach the gospel, we could have preached everywhere, anywhere. Uh, we were already preaching the gospel. But if it's just preaching the gospel, you can preach from anywhere. The reason we're here is that it's not just preaching the gospel. There is this thing in the spirit of time and place. Uh, That God is bringing us here to herald something that, yes, we are always and will always preach the gospel. But as we are saved, we are strategically placed in times and places for His purposes on earth and not our own his kingdom will come on earth as it is in heaven so the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our lord and of his christ and so i mean god has people positioned everywhere for all kinds of kingdom assignment we just happen to be positioned here for this kingdom assignment and to herald the things that we have seen amen so i just want to tell you a little bit about uh, the significance of, of this this kind of region like uh, this is the 2.0 version remember i told you god showed me a picture of 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 you know rivers on two occasions and river is always the product of a mountain mountains and rivers work together right uh, you cannot have a river unless there is a mountain. A river is without, a mountain is just a lake or a kure, a, a pond. It collects. The, the mountain is what gives the river its flow. Alright? High mountains, long rivers. Right, right. The high mountains, long rivers. Hmm? Hmm. In Israel, the, the tallest mountain in Israel is in the north. It's called Mount Hermon. And the dew of Mount Hermon, Psalm 133 talks about it. The dew and the snow precipitation on Mount Hermon, it flows down the mountain and becomes the Jordan River which cuts through the whole nation of Israel and defines its borders. Hmm? Right? So mountains and rivers always work together. Um, For that reason, mountains and rivers are uh, very key strategic points uh, in the spirit well actually not for that reason but for some reason mountains and rivers is always strategically marked in the spirit like it's a battle for these strategic areas in the spirit because somehow whoever owns that that area, that region, that territory mountain river, somehow they get like, like, like the, the earth the natural world it comes from the unseen world what is visible does not come from what is seen It's the invisible world that creates the visible world. But it's these altar points eh, that are marked that influence the unseen world and that they cause the the seen world to. Okay, you're looking at me funny. Should we change the subject? Let me show you from the scriptures. You remember the story when Balaam and Balak wanted to curse the people of God? Hmm? And, and, And Balak took Balaam to a high mountain and they built seven altars. And they said, now from this place, curse the people of God. And, and he tried to curse, it didn't work. So they took, took another stronghold in another mountain. Three, four, five different mountains. They went and tried to curse the people of God. Because somehow they understood, if we're going to release cursing, we have to hold the stronghold. We have to build an altar and establish the altar so we can curse. Right? And it didn't work because you cannot curse what God has blessed. But I'm just trying to show you the mind of the enemy, how he's working. He's trying to fight for that, that, that stronghold. It's very important on the mountain. For, for Jesus, his temptation, remember the temptation? The last temptation, he took, Satan took Jesus up to a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world and says, now it's time to finish this business right here. He says, if you bow to me here on the top of this high mountain, all of that will be yours we control that from here depending on the nature of worship that is offered from here and jesus said i don't think so not today talk to the hand Hmm? get behind me satan for it is written worship the lord this mountain is not for worshiping of you this mountain is for worshiping god and the bible says that at that temptation Satan left him, and the angels came on that mountain and ministered to Jesus, and Jesus returned down the mountain eh, in the power of the Spirit. Mountains are strategic. Hmm? Mountains are strategic. Even the rivers are also strategic. There is this big behemoth. Xavier it so. Serpent called Leviathan. Yeah? He shows up every now and then in the scriptures and sometimes in your dreams. Alright? That's where you get up and start binding and loosing the spirit of... Well, do you know where Leviathan lives? He lives in the river. Psalm chapters 104 and Isaiah 27, it talks about Leviathan. He's in the, he's in the waters. So waters, mountains, strategic points of stronghold areas in the spirit. God also understands the the strategy of mountains. Hmm? Um, Moses, when when the children of Israel were fighting the battle, he told Joshua, you go and fight the enemy. But I will go up on the mountains and I will stretch out my hands on the top of the mountains. And the Bible says that as long as Moses' hands was upstretched, Joshua had the victory in the valley. But when Moses' hands got tired... Then they started to lose because something on the mountain is significant to spiritual advantage, it gives us an advantage. Now, this in Amarinya service they understand this much better, everyone was saying Amen. Different nations, I understand different cultures, what is this, mountains? We are talking spiritual things, the unseen, mountains are strategic to spiritual things. God did not give Moses the 10 commandments in the valley. He told him to go up on the mountain and gave him and he came down the mountain with 10 commandments. The glory came on the mountain. The mountain shook. People trembled and they were scared to approach. It was called the mountain of God. Mm. Abraham was told to go and sacrifice his son and he went up and climbed because you don't sacrifice down here, you don't worship down here, there's something about the high place. There's something about holding the high place. And, 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 and if you remember, he was uh, Abraham was about to kill his son and God said, no. Now on this mountain, I know who you are. I know that you fear God. And that mountain became significant because later on that same mountain was the place that God revealed himself to Solomon and it was on that mountain that God built the temple of God in Mount Moriah in Mount Sinai, uh, Mount Zion the city of our God the holy city the city that God had chosen for himself God did not choose a city in the valley God chose a city on the mountain Jerusalem 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 amen so these things it's like I'm just saying that it's it's kind of a big deal Jesus himself was crucified on Mount Calvary for you and me. Hallelujah. Because you don't do that kind of stuff down here. You, 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 you get the victory here, up here. See, it, 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 We in Africa, we understand these things because Africa has always been close to the spirit world on both sides of the, of, of, of the coin, right? Yeah, And with, without getting into too many cultural dramas, we understand what the mountain means there is not a mountain in this nation that does that does not have some kind of uh, representation some kind of witchcraft some kind of matat juju sangoma we do that up on the mountain but we don't just do it on the mountain we also do it in the river can we talk What's the big deal about all of these things? What, what, what the spirit world knows, you are now starting to know today. That these places are more than physical locations. They are strongholds that if we win the battle for that stronghold, then we've won everything in the valley. And I believe the reason we are here the way we are is because whether you realize it or not, we're kind of gathered together on a mountain, a high mountain. Physically, I'm not talking, but because it's a high mountain physically, there's also ramifications spiritually. There's something that if we win here, like it has a lot of implications down there. At the same time, if we lose here, it has a lot of implications. And so so we are here in that spirit to declare that this mountain belongs to God. And no other. That we will not be bowing in worship to any other spirit on this mountain. Because if we win in this mountain, the river will flow all the way down. Hallelujah. And it will bring the, the blessing of God. That's good preaching. And uh, uh, guys, if we can just put that, that picture up. You know, I, was, I, 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 I wanted you to see this because the visuals is kind of powerful. Uh, this is a picture of the, the elevation of the Nile River. The Nile River, where, which is sourced right about here. Right about here? Uh, the Nile River, it is the longest river in the world. You all didn't say MA. The reason it's the longest river in the world, it talks of it's speaking of how high the mountain is. High mountains produce long rivers. Right? Not only that. But of all the rivers in the world, there are only two rivers that flow from south to north. All right? And the Nile is one of the two, but it is also the longest. The reason the Nile River flows from south to north is because the Nile River is sourced in a very high mountainous region. And whenever the rain falls, it will go wherever it's. ...pushed because the mountain is so high. And so this is actually a picture of actually how high eh, that Nile River is. So up here, the Blue Nile, that's Lake Tana at the top, uh, 1820 meters high. Source of the Nile River. See how high that is? Is that just me? And and over here is Lake Victoria, the White Nile. Uh, It's about, I think, 11 three, six, yeah? and so both of these rivers command the high place, whatever hits there will immediately, for better for worse, whatever hits there, it will flow all the way to Egypt which you can see how, how low uh, Egypt is comparatively, that's why the Nile River flows north, the longest river in the world, coming from the highest mountain, which means that these places are very interesting, not only Uh, for topographical studies, but also to spiritualography studies. Hmm? The spirit knows where the high place is and where the river is. Leviathan knows where the high place is and where the mountain is. And they always fight for this region because if we win in this region, all downstream will be subject. But we've come here to announce in the name of Jesus that on this mountain, we will sacrifice to the Lord our God that we would declare the name of Jesus from this place, it is significant, it is significant. There are there are fights that you win just by location. Uh, when we moved into this building, the first Africa Arise we held was in 2009, we moved into this building and the first before we we had the service, we had prayer meeting. After we bought this land and moved into this building, and we began to pray. And when we prayed, I didn't see it. Like some people maybe have more spiritual sensitivity than me. Maybe I don't know. I'm just trying to hold on myself. But uh, a lot of people say, Pastor Z, do you see it? Two, three people I remember specifically. I said, What, what, what do you see? Do you see the like the serpents flying out of this room. The, the demons' spirits flying, looking for the exit. Like many people saw it at the same time. But my point being is that you know there is truth because the people of God have claimed this this land. And when 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 we do, we don't know what kind of activity was at work here before we came. And we know in this country and in this culture, there's a lot of funny things that go on in the name of high places and long rivers. And I think when we own this land and put our foot on this land, it kind of sent a message that this area, this region has been taken over. The devil left him, and the angels came and started to serve him. And, and so now, you know, we're building uh, the Africa Worship Center. This is more than a building, a church. Like I said before, if this was just preaching the gospel, there's other places we could preach the gospel. This is a location issue. This is a time and place issue. And this building is Africa Worship Center. It is named strategically because this will be an altar of worship of God in this region. This will be an altar of worship in this continent where demons leave and angels come in the high place and everything downstream everything downstream has to obey the word of the lord it's a fight for the high place and i believe god has brought us here to contend for that high place Uh, and that is why the nation will be redeemed in righteousness that's why these river rivers will be blessed and will bring a blessing and bring life in jesus name amen and so you you even being here today is by design Uh, It's funny, some people, maybe they don't like Beza so much for whatever reason, but you cannot say I like or don't like until you know the vision. You know? That was good. You have to know why, then decide at least, you know? Jesus, help us. So we're here contending for the air, contending for the mountain, contending to declare over this this air, that this air has been redeemed, this region has been redeemed. To declare that God has something in store for us and it is much better and much bigger. The hands of begging will turn to hands of blessing. Eh? That rivers of life will flow. I'll maybe talk about this next week but river in scripture is synonymous with justice and righteousness. And you, you, whenever you see river in the scriptures you can flip that and reinterpret that for justice and righteousness. And so we have an amazing uh, lineup being prepared for Africa Arise. It's going to be our uh, most historic, I can't believe it. Um, But just, just for the glory of God, it's really amazing. Um, last week in Burundi, uh, I had a chance to meet with Reverend Julian Kula. And uh, Reverend Julian is like uh, amazed. Maybe some of you have heard from him from Kenya Purpose Church. But uh, I love his story because he's a self-made... B- b- billionaire and the lord has you know i had some time with him to talk and uh, i i like i like um, success stories from this side of the world most leadership management financial uh, material books uh, training it comes from the west and there's nothing wrong with that the principles are universal but sometimes there are unique challenges to this part of the world that that make those ideas it's not like you know copy paste the shoe doesn't quite fit you know what i'm saying like and it's hard to walk clearly because our challenges are unique our government offices are unique Mm? our police stations are unique right come on somebody are we talking now but but these people uh to be able to craft something that works, that's bringing real solutions to people um, as in the marketplace, that the value has been um, uh, uh, acknowledged to the point that it makes the man so incredibly wealthy and generous. Grassroots African solutions. Starting from here, he, he, like, he has just amazing business portfolio, how the Lord has used him, but he's also a pastor. Uh, And uh, me and Misami, we met him and uh, I I asked him if he would be interested to come and share his, his story with Africa Rise. Because if God can do it for him, then somebody in here is called for business that needs to see that it's possible from this side of the world. To be a blessing to the Kingdom of God from this side of the world. So that we can be a help to other people instead of being on the receiving end of help. Yeah. And so he 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 just i just he got the text yesterday he said i'm coming yeah. uh you have to understand like we put our plans together but every year we just see the hand of god just putting something extra on it those of you who have been here before you can testify and the the theme of this year's conference is the gathering and the gathering is important because when we gather strategically god visits strategically and uh, I believe that it will be another impetus for this region to go forward in God and to be, break things in the air so that the rain can flow freely and bring life to everything that it touches. Amen. So the Lord will bless bless this region. the, break, the curse will be broken. and uh, we're going to have an amazing conference. The light the torch has been lit. Ezekiel, This temple is a model of what Africa arise is. So prepare your hearts and prepare your faith.